Welcome back to another episode of the Bees and Honey podcast. Today we'll be speaking with Swiss artist Anthony Banvard, who's working out of his studio in Berlin today. Uh, you can find this recording also on the YouTube uh, channel at Nicolette Ramirez. The Bees and Honey podcast is there as well, so you can see him in person and really enjoy it in both formats. Have a great week. So here we are today with Anthony Banvart. Please let me know if I'm saying your name right. You did. Thank you very much. Hi. Good. Hi, Nicolette. And thanks for having the patience to wait for me because I had to figure out all these different moving parts, these technological things, and on your side as well. No, yeah, it's all good. All good. It's good to, 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 to be there uh, finally on this podcast. Thank you very much for receiving me. And I know you had an idea about doing some sort of performance, but I, and we're not going to do it. But can you explain what it is you were going to work on or what you could have performed um, from your studio? Yes, yeah, so basically, I'm, I'm working on, on different kind of uh, paintings here in Berlin right now. But I've done this uh, process in Switzerland as well and in different places. Basically, um, there is a new process that I experimented a few years ago and it's called uh, ecstasy and after ecstasy basically it is a it is a bed um, a steel metal bed black acrylic with a lot of water in there like like one centimeter of water and then i i drop the uh, pigments it's a performative evolutive uh, installation if you see uh, if you if i can say it like this mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, going to turn into a painting after a while there is a bit of a process because uh, the process is mainly uh, of a dedication to water and the movement and the natural uh, atmospheric conditions and the uh, the water is evaporating and then the pigments are basically falling onto the surface and after a while they, um, I'm adding more pigments and maybe more water and I'm doing that process a few times and after a while I'm satisfied with the process and I'm fix it, fixing uh, all mm -hmm. pigments and then um, I'm fixing it for being a, becoming a painting but the, the whole process is a very long um, performative installation so people can see me and depending on the music depending on the movement in the room maybe the wind maybe the the movement i produce like waves uh the the whole paintings evolve and this is this is one of the thing i wanted to show you uh here i'm going to work on two special one one meter by one meter each mm -hmm. so it's basically two meters by one meter at the end it's going to be a diptych and um yeah, I'm looking forward for starting this work on Monday. Uh, oh, let's okay. see. Let's see what it comes. Maybe I'll, I'll show you something next time. Yes, or it might be a good episode in general to do in person because then you could have the camera uh, much closer and direct on the actual process. But That's where is big. your where is your studio in Berlin? It's uh, it's an area called Prenzlauer Berg. Yeah. Um, it's an area that is uh, kind of uh, quiet, I would say safe uh, nowadays. Uh, it's not far from the Mao Park, uh, a very historical uh, part of, um, of Berlin. And to be honest, it's a very big contrast because the rest of the time I'm spending it on the mountain or on the sea on by or lake, lake or sea. I'm sailing or I'm in the mountains in my studio there. 
Um, so this is a very strange surrounding because it's a very urban, very uh, historical, mm-hmm. gray, and and you know it's like a, but it's interesting. You know, yeah, it's the, the contrast is very interesting. Well, how do, how much time do you spend uh, in both places? Is it pretty much fifty fifty between Geneva and um, Berlin? I would say I would say it's uh, yeah it's three season like, like three season you know there there is a the the water season there is a mountain uh, season and there is the uh, urban season to be honest it's uh, divided year is divided in three parts yeah 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 that sounds that sounds pretty reasonable and actually quite healthy so I mean now that we mentioned that I'm not gonna go uh, in the direction that I was going before but tell me about the work that you do with sailing and with water. I know there's one project that you had. Um, anyway, I can't find it now because I've gone Black Sail, Black Sail, that project. Oh, the Black Sail, yeah. yes. Um, so um, the Black Sail, this is um, this is a, a work that, uh, yes, you're coming back to this work in, in the other way around, but it's a, it's a work that is all about um, my uh, my impression of sailing by night and the, uh, the kind of a reflection of the city uh, city landscapes everything that I, I had a wandering in the city by night without the lights that I try to reproduce onto a black sail um, you know if you look at a sail nowadays they mm-hmm. are made of uh, carbon they're very um, very different than the sails we used to have white and you know, like a white canvas and, mm-hmm. and not always the best quality. And nowadays they're almost very dark. Mm-hmm. You can have white, but there is so intricate and very beautiful sort of structure and pattern. And I, I realized that and I thought while sailing by night and passing by a city once, uh, I, I just realized it was like just so beautiful, this, uh, this, this um, connection. And I love that urban and sailing or urban and mountain. And so there is always a connection with that. And I decided to uh, draw onto a, uh, a cardboard, a black, uh, black acrylic cardboard, honeycomb sort of thick one. Mm-hmm. I decided to, to draw with the pen and a pencil and, a, and adding some oil painting or acrylic and different oil painting. You have different uh, nuances like shades of black, different shades of black, different, uh, and the black pen becomes a little bit grayish and the black ball pen becomes a little bit magenta. So all is black, but basically because of the reaction of the black on black, it becomes a lot of structural uh, different things and you see shadows and and uh, and the uh, maze or different things. So people realize this is a two meter, we're talking about more than two meter thirty height of one meter twenty large uh, triangle. And what's the Waves Art Initiative? Because I, I, I have that in my question here as well. Yes, um, the Waves Art Initiative. So the, this was uh, this started because I, I, as an artist, I, I I suddenly realized, okay, that's all good. I'm working uh, with subject that I really that please me, and I'm very trying to to do authentic project close to my life. But suddenly, I, I decided to looking at the sea and the state of the sea and oceans, I decided to, once I read um, Virginia Woolf or, uh, you know, Joseph Conrad, Nostromo, The Waves by Virginia Woolf, uh, different different readings and and different texts on the sea uh, by written by poem, poets and uh, other paintings by 
paint, very famous painters or less famous painters, and they're all inspired by the sea. But what do we give back? As an artist, we, we at some point, uh, what do we do? Uh, the art world is filled with the transport of artworks, with different, uh, prote- we, we protect the artworks with very lots of plastic. We, 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 just, we just don't care, <laughs> to be honest. We just take the inspiration from the sea world, we don't give back. So my, my proposal was here to do an exhibition uh, with different artists, some friends of mine, some collectors who have uh, beautiful artworks, sometimes for sale, yes, sometimes not for sale, but just to participate. And the proceeds of some of the sales are going to a foundation that with a group of people we decide to give to a foundation that do very well over a year, more than a year. Uh, we give these proceeds back a certain, you know, like uh, um, we do an exhibition like every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's in Switzerland or some maybe somewhere else, we mm-hmm. could do that in New York. Why not? Yeah. Um, and, and then the, the point is to do that and, and to really all gather around the, the theme of the sea and, and and to try to to find out what is the uh, what is the, the text of this year that inspired a, a group of artists and putting two, a few works together and then just be basically giving back to the sea what yeah. uh, what we took. Oh, I think that's a really good idea. And I mean, it puts me in mind of some other collectors, like um, this actor, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, he has something similar that he does in the south of France with art, a benefit, I think, like once a year, and it's for the sea as well. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, maybe you should get in touch with him. I think he's a great collector, actually. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll call him next. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what? The, the, the world is really quite small. At some point, you might just run into him. Nice, yeah. nice. Thank you for uh, reminding me this. Yes, it's a good, uh, yes. It's a good lead. It's a good lead. And then uh, there's some other things related to the sea. I think you were doing some project with food and the sea, uh, or maybe I got that wrong. But there was something... no, no, no. Yeah, there's, there's the food project. So this is is every time I'm trying, I'm interdisciplinary, and and I always want to learn from a different. Um, domain and disciplines and um, like suddenly I was attached because when I was young I was not very good at math but I was very good at uh, um, geometric you know geometrical things mm-hmm. and, and the the proportions and and calculating things and and I suddenly realized the Fibonacci sequence was very interesting and we usually in the art world the sacred geometry is always taking as esoteric but I realized there was like a connection with the food and if you look at the sequence of Fibonacci and the food and the gastronomy is very present. And some people uh, finance in the finance they use the, the, the Fibonacci sequence in different things. But mm-hmm. artists used to play with these proportions, mm-hmm. and they're very interesting proportions. So I decided to do an artwork based on these proportions, based on these numbers. It's a series of numbers mm-hmm. that um, that start with um, um, no, wait, um, wait a second, I have to, it's a zero, one, one, um, one, one, two, three, five, eight, mm-hmm. 13, 21, mm-hmm. uh, 34, 55, yeah. 100. You always add the two in the last numbers and basically you get the next one. Mm-hmm. And and so that helped me to this to define the right proportions of this plate. And uh, I started to do a sort of a bridging food, mathematics, and uh, artworks, so contemporary artworks and contemporary plate that has a volume. And I have this work just there. If, I, if you allow me just yeah. one second, yeah. I'll bring it just okay. one second. 
Okay, and I, I will check my questions as well. So, you see me there? Yes. Okay. So, um, this is the plate. Um, it has a, this is my plate. Um, this was, if you can see it, it has a very strange sort of uh, shape of, and volume inside. Mm -hmm. So, this is a, a, a plate where chefs have a challenge. It's to challenge the chef and to explain to them, uh, let's, let's look at the mathematics inside the food and the Fibonacci sequence inside like, for example, the uh, asparagus or um, escargot or pineapple, they are very visible. They have this structure. There is this spiral, the spiral of Fibonacci, as we call it, the sequence of Fibonacci. Yeah. But mine is all hidden, the, all the numbers with the reduction of the ceramic or the porcelain is, is all calculated with these 13 centimeters. Here's like five or eight here. Um, there is different volumes, different heights, different things. Everything is calculated. Mm -hmm. And um, basically the, the chef, uh, together I go with my plate, for example, to a restaurant and we start to um, project a new menu or to project a new meal for a day or for an event or maybe for a season mm -hmm. onto this plate. And now I developed a whole series for a new edition with a bowl with different sizes of displays. And I even uh, did um, a ring oh. in silver because I was trained as a jewelry maker mm -hmm. back in the days and a piece of earrings with um, a special double plate earrings. Yeah, okay. you can see. Yes, yes. So that's that's the double earring and then you have two single ones so you have a, a pair of earrings you can wear either single or doubled um because i was trained as a, as a as a jewelry maker when i was younger so um, i decided to develop this project not just as an artwork but as a as a very pluridisciplinary you know disciplinary uh project where mathematics food um you can have this plate on because you know yeah, we yeah, had yeah. years of uh COVID, the restaurants were Close. dead <laughs> and, uh, and flat. And then I decided to do something with my plate. So I reduced the plate, I made it in silver, and I uh, started my jewelry line. So that's, um, that's how it's all started. And now the state of this project is, uh, is ongoing. And we'll see how, you know, if I can come to New York and, and do that further. Okay, sounds good. I mean, that uh, jewelry stuff reminds me also of the project you did with coins and money and stuff like that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that project? The, the, the Aspecunia is a, uh, yes, this, this, this coin project, it's all about um, family roots. And, you know, in Switzerland, it sounds very, very cliche, but we are attached to, to, um, to the marking of time and uh, to uh, timekeeper timekeeping and timekeepers and uh, and some people are very attached to the mechanical side of, of these timekeepers and of course i have i developed over the years a, a more poetic uh, approach of timekeeping and um and and a way of uh of living my maybe my life but also to try to 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 also bring that to other people so i have two artworks one is all about this um, time and the other one you know 
France also Swiss, but we have some banks and we have a, nowadays it's very actual. We have a bank a situation in Switzerland that okay. is quite um, prominent. It's like a very big, big trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the crypto last uh, year and uh, some some currency problems over the world. Mm-hmm. You have some in your country and yes. um, it's a very... Uh, worldwide problem what's uh, what's going on in different continents and uh, how is the world turning with these currencies yes. and who has the power or not and then we just realized that i wanted to give a little bit of a of my own approach um of it of course and i started to do my own coins in sil in bronze and now i'm going to do one in silver and the next step is in gold so i'll have three uh, different coins uh, you have to know that on one side of these coins, it's not just a coin. There is another spiral. It's the spiral of Archimedes. Mm. It's a double spiral of Archimedes where, in, in fact, if you could play a record player onto the, the coin, you could uh, listen to the sound of, of the coin, basically, or the sound of bronze and the sound of silver or the brown sound of gold, basically. Mm. So uh, one side is... is uh, it's about the person and the artist, ego and myself. So I am just playing also with the ego of, of the artist and 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 uh, yes, how how we play as artists, the game of uh, of the exchange with a collector and uh, right. how much value you give to your work and what's the value of this coin if it's an artwork or if it's is it an artwork or is it uh, just a currency or is it just a piece of silver that you could melt or a piece of bronze so it's always ab- about that this is um this is a very important aspect for me so that's why i and i worked with bronze anyway and i worked with silver as you mm-hmm. understood and now and mm-hmm. the next maybe next step in the future i will do one or two in in, in gold but this is silver and bronze are, are very um, beautiful metals i i love to work with and uh, you know i think it's a beautiful project i can't wait to, to continue it and what about you worked on some leather with leather as well on that map making project you were working on that when we met i believe how is that yes um, yes, so um, there is something, all these conceptual artworks are projects, like you say, they're very rooted with, with different um, uh, um, approach and everything. I, I needed to, to work with also with uh, wood and, and leather. For me, these two, these two materials are sometimes like maybe a songwriter, sometimes you start with the music, with the music. Um, sometimes you start with the, uh, with the title, sometimes with a sentence and you put the music after. Sometimes it's like that with me. Sometimes I, I work with a concept and I find the materials. Sometimes the materials that comes first and then I want to add something and sense to it. And the wood and the leather were part of my, my, be- yeah, my, my being. So since a very long time, I'm surrounded by, by leather and, mm-hmm. and, and, and wood since my youth. So, so basically I, I have these materials and I thought... Uh, it was like a morphing of of a of a of a man coming into my on my on my skin, and basically these these skins are are the support of different uh, plants mapping. Vesica pesky's tree of life. I decided to print them, to draw on them, to paint on these leather, and then to uh, to mix them with either bronze, other steel, other 
wood. And uh, these are artworks that I do. They are connected with maybe something a little bit more spiritual. I don't know. There is something about um, the mapping that you, the geography probably relates to, to different things about space, time. And this one is about space. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes, this is a, a very a project that is like all the other ones mm -hmm. that are developing over time and they are very evolutive. So each time there is a new step. I did the maps of Budapest, of Hanoi, of my hometown, of cities that I visited or lived or had a residency in. Um, and then different plans of cities, of, of airports, of um, symbolical of, uh, uh, figures, like, like you said, like the tree of life. Mm -hmm. is, a, is a, And I mix them, I do a composition print them on or draw them or paint on, on leather and I fix them on, on the wall. So um, as, a, as an artwork. So, so these, these are, this is another part of me. I'm very, um, I have different families. I'm not schizophrenic. I'm just diff different, uh, different families that I love to work and, uh, and take uh, space from it. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the, the, the other family and I develop them for a while and I live with them and I immerse myself, I develop them and then I, I go to the next one. And what about um, the project you worked on, Projection of the World after Buckminster Fuller? How, is, how did that project oh, work out? Can you describe it? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Buckminster Fuller, a great person from, uh, from, from your country. It's, um, it's an amazing uh, figure in art. It's very insp inspiring figure. I did a few, uh, a few tributes and homage mm -hmm. to, um, to interdisciplinary people that, uh, that had nothing to do maybe with art, but, uh, had to do something with science that, brought a lot to art, maybe something with a philosophy or psychiatry that brought a lot to art, or like Rorschach or, or different uh, Cyrulnik, like with Resilience. And Buckminster Fuller did a lot of things that inspired me, especially the uh, projection of the world that he did. Um, and I think I think just Jones or, or Rauschenberg did also work on, on him. Um, I don't know which one of them. I think it's just Jones, but I'm not... I'm I'm sorry, I'm very... No, it's okay. Uh, it's all right. Um, I, just like um, the projection of the world, Buckminster Fuller is very interesting. Basically, it's an atlas. It's like a geode, mm -hmm. an atlas with different facets. And uh, it's, it's an atlas brought flat. And I took this shape. I, um, I kind of erased the continents and the shape of uh, of the countries and 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 the uh, old islands and everything and i used just this shape that is very particular i used it i i folded it again a little bit i created this in forex and bronze and different materials in granite this is uh, to play with the the world has as you'd uh, of lights or I don't know that it's a, it's about geography to be honest and to be to be honest it's like a like a traveling by night or over over some some um, it's 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 an obscure artwork actually but it's actually very pragmatic it's it's a it's it's a, it's a project where the, this artwork it's it's a simple very simple form that everybody 
should know what it is this form it's a projection back but back means a fuller but it becomes an artwork so right. it's a diverted object yeah. it's uh yes i think it it, it has a, a very valuable aspect you don't know where you are but if you know the projection by but mr fuller you actually know where the continents are and and it produces a, a a sort of simplicity about this this earth and looking at this earth from another point of view yes that's what i like and i like this projection because it shows also the countries in in a different um I mean, the Europe is very tiny. It's not like all the other projections we are used to have in Europe. The the the, the continents are are exposed in 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 the best, to be honest. Yes, and then yes. uh, the, the Swiss, you know, Switzerland is not in the center of the world, <laughs> like other projection we have here right, sometimes right, or yeah. or Europe. So, what are you working on right now in your studio in Berlin or in in Switzerland? What are you working on currently? Um, well, I'm, I'm, well, like you, like like you understood, I, I'm. These all these families of projects are ongoing. Some of them have to to lay down for a bit, depending the production, depending the the, 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 the financial aspect of it. Sometimes, but I'm always researching, trying to develop one aspect of each of them. Right now, I'm working on this series of of extas for Berlin to present them here because I never showed here in Berlin really this process of uh, painting. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, to, to have people coming to visit me here mm -hmm. at, the, at the studio. And, and also I'm working on new materials, also different paintings, different, um, different aspect of, of uh, it's also for me, a, an introspection here. I have to say it's a very paradoxical. People who would, from the city would go to the mountain to find themselves again. I'm doing the country. I'm I'm very happy on on the boat or on the, in the mountains. But I'm coming to the city to 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 find here maybe a sort of um, uh, a different energy. Yes, 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 yes. I'm doing my best, and I'm not mixing up so far because. I, I'm, I'm on my own and I love to, to meet people in a very, very specific moments. Yes. I'm not uh, the rest of the time I'm by myself and with my work and looking at it and looking, looking at what are the next steps. Yes. Well, and what are the next steps? Like, are you planning to show anywhere soon or where can people see your work next? Oh, in Berlin, uh, well, I, I'm, I don't have really any dates right now. I'm just definitely you know i've been here two weeks in january i am here since two weeks now i've been here uh last year for mm -hmm. a bit of time mm -hmm. i developed maybe a more than a dozen of artworks some of them are very uh ready to be presented mm -hmm. in a gallery so mm -hmm. so i'm trying to build a body of work that is that is actually ready for exhibition yeah. and I'm um, looking for the, the, the right people now here. Now um, I found two places. I can't tell mm -hmm. right now the, the yeah. dates and the, the real the real places. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm developing is the series of plates, the new edition of plates, the, the, um, taking care of the jury, taking care of different aspects of the bronze production and, and all that from, from Berlin because I have to continue. But it's... it's um, it's a continuous thing, you know. Some some things are full, you know, are sleeping. Some things are mm -hmm. are alive, and yes. uh, and uh, and yes, and I'm I'm looking forward to, to to show them. I can't wait to come back to New York, to be honest. 
Yeah, when were you here last? I can't remember. I know you mentioned it a while back, but I can't remember what you said. Um, I think I was there quite a while ago. I think it's uh, it's it's a few years already. It mm -hmm. was definitely uh, 2015 or something like right, that. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I I think uh, I think it it was not possible just after I was very busy. Uh, with different things and the COVID happened and then you know then then now things are starting again to be quite interesting i would say mm -hmm. um and the connection with the us and and this you you know we'll see we'll see what comes out but uh, i i think with the food and the different aspects of sailing there's enough subject to, yeah, to treat yeah no i think there's enough and we'll we'll have a conversation about that after this call. I mean, thank you for making the time to speak to us thank today. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy we managed it with all the time springing forward. <laughs> I know, I, I was thinking to myself when uh, we had the time uh, discussion earlier, oh my God, he's Swiss. He's not gonna appreciate it if I am 30 minutes late for the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, look, I don't have washers on my wrist, so I, I, I'm fine, I'm happy, I'm, I'm, uh, time is, is, is one thing that uh, we, we should be kind of, kind of uh, feeling good when the right moment is, and then it's the right moment. Yeah, well, normally I'm on time, but sometimes, uh, recently I just realized like I'm just double, tripled, quadruple booked, and even myself, I don't have time for myself. But anyways, we'll, we'll... There was a change of, uh, there was a change of uh, time this night, uh, last time, last night, so... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, talk... Yeah, now shift. Now shift. Well, it, it happened last week, but I'm still adjusting. I'm still adjusting to this whole thing. Anyways, I, it's a very primitive system we have here in America. You know, you guys have meters, we have feet. Uh, you guys have centimeters, we have inches. It's all very... Bit, it's a bit weird. <laughs> anyways... Um, so we'll talk soon. Okay. Yes, we split. Thank you, Nicolette, and, 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 and all good for you. I, I can't uh, can't wait to see and follow uh, the other podcasts you've done so far. I've I've, I've seen I, I've I've read or seen twice um, a few things from from you and well done. Uh, I congratulate you, and I, I can't wait to to follow you up. Okay, cool. We'll talk again. I'll send you a message when I'm done. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Anthony. Please keep in touch. You can find me on YouTube as well under at Nicolette Ramirez or you can search Bees and Honey podcast and you'll find it on YouTube. Thanks and have a great week.